Well, I got this Yankee cap in 1965. This is genuine Yankee Stadium dust. Stop waving it in my face. Your genuine Yankee Stadium dust is getting all over my genuine Eileen Fisher shirt. Yankee Stadium dust, hon. You're married to a guy who owns a piece of baseball history. Maybe I should have married George Steinbrenner. High maintenance. Definitely not your type. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, and in episode 56, another little-known story about well-known stuff. And by well-known, I mean the third most often sung song in America, right behind the Star-Spangled Banner and Happy Birthday. What is it? And what don't you know about it? Don't even think of changing the station. No one we know of approves of wasting money. In spite of that, however, we Americans are often guilty of wasting our money by the uses we make of our government facilities. Take the operation of the post office, for example. Mostly out of habit, many offices and individuals post outgoing mail at the end of the day. In so doing, they leave post office employees with too little work to do at other times of the day. In addition, we forget to include zone numbers as part of the address. In both ways, we're slowing down the entire system for delivering mail and adding to the cost of our postal operation. The problem is simple enough to solve. Start solving it tomorrow. If you will arrange to post letters and packages earlier in the day and include zone numbers on the return address as well as the outgoing address, you'll help our post office operate more efficiently for you and at less cost, too. Remember, for faster, more economical service, mail early in the day and include zone numbers. If you were riding New York's old 9th Avenue L one day in April of 1908, you might have recognized a fellow passenger as Jack Norworth, a vaudevillian who had a singing act with his wife, Nora Bays. As the train wended its way toward Tin Pan Alley, a stretch of Manhattan between uh, 5th and 6th Avenue and West 28th Street, Norworth saw an ad that read, Baseball game today at the Polo Grounds. That was the home of the New York baseball giants. And Norworth thought, you know, baseball song, hey, that might be fun to drop into the old act. He began scribbling rhymes on scraps of paper. Thirty minutes later, he had the beginnings of baseball history. Norworth brought his lyrics to Albert Von Tilzer, a former shoe salesman from Indiana, and since 1906, one of Norworth's composing partners. It took Von Tilzer less than an hour to add the music and Take Me Out to the Ball Game was born. Norworth premiered the song at Brooklyn's Amphion Theater sometime in April or May of 1908. Vaudevillians were notoriously poor at keeping historical records. Either way, it was, uh, pardon the pun, a hit. And in no time, the sheet music for the song was selling as fast as it could be printed. Now, there's just one thing wrong with this story. Who'd buy sheet music for an eight-line song that takes a minute or two to sing? Come to think of it, there are probably two things wrong. Because why did it take Norworth, who wrote over 3,000 songs in his career, a full half hour to write eight lines? You don't know, do you? I, I don't mean the answer to the question. You don't know the words to the song. Take me out to the ball game, sung by Edward Meeker, Edison Record. Katie Casey was baseball mad, had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the home. Through every zoo, Katie Blue. On a Saturday, her young beau called to see if she'd like to go to see a show, but Miss Kate said no. I'll tell you what you can do. 
Take Me Out to the Ball Game isn't about rabid fans musically toasting their favorite sport. It's about Katie Casey, a young lass who prefers a ball game to dinner in a movie, and presumably to a beau who tries to get to second base on the first date. Katie Casey saw all the games, knew the players by their first name, told the umpire he was wrong all along, good and strong. When the score was just two to two, Katie Casey knew what to do. Jack Norworth wrote Take Me Out to the Ball Game when he was 29 years old. But he didn't see a baseball game until he was 59. Uh, or it might have been 61. It's, it's that vaudeville record-keeping business again. So even 100 years ago, ignorance could still be a path to success. There's something else you need to know about this story, something I learned at the library. You know, it's, it's fair to say that if there were no public libraries, there would be no out of my mind. I need, and, and, and you deserve, more accurate information than what's available uh, through Wikipedia and Google. So I depend on my local library, with its uh, reference librarians, books, and research databases, to satisfy my curiosity. You want to support this little podcast here? Have you ever thought about how you could do it? Here's some advice. Get a library card and support your local library. Andy Strasberg, Bob Thompson, and Tim Wiles, the co-authors of the book Baseball's Greatest Hit, the story of Take Me Out to the Ball Game, they dispute the central facts of the song's history. They cited evidence that Norworth likely saw his first major league game in 1908, and that Norworth's original lyrics were way too neatly printed to have been written on a subway train. But look, baseball is nothing if not tradition, folklore, and legend. So I'm inclined to say, guys, Stop spoiling it for the rest of us. I'm sticking with my story. It wasn't until 1958 that Norworth first heard his song sung in a ballpark. It was at a Dodgers game at the Los Angeles Coliseum right after the Dodgers had moved to uh, Los Angeles from New York. Norworth died a year later. Whatever else is true, or not true, about this baseball saga, you can be sure of one thing. Norworth's seat at that game didn't cost him very much. He got in for a song. And that's the story I call hit music. My thanks to my wife for not only dusting the studio, but saving all of that Yankee Stadium dust and leaving it on my desk as a memento. Out of My Mind should resume its weekly schedule in July, but for now, I'll be back with another little-known story about well-known stuff on the first Tuesday of next month. Set your clock to 6 a.m. Eastern. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted feature of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California. <laughs>